Welcome to Radiate Radio, your international sound wave for sit-downs, podcasts and more. So stay tuned and follow our Instagram page for the latest. Hello everybody and welcome to the Now World. It's me, your host, the one and only Thomas Jardine. And here today I'm actually joined by a special guest. Um, if you could allow to introduce yourself. Well, uh, hello everyone. My name is uh, Lennart Hurman. I'm uh, 30 years old and uh, I studied uh, here the Leiden University in The Hague. And I'm a candidate for the local elections here in The Hague uh, next week uh, for the Labour Party on a very high spot on the 23. So I'll probably won't uh, get my seat in the city council, but I'm willing to tell the students here in the Hague everything about the plans from the Labour Party. Yes, great. And I'm also, we're, uh, we're here um, as uh, this is a part of a general theme that we've been very interested here at the Now World is discussing elections, both in our, both here in the Netherlands um, and in the region, as we've seen with uh, Germany as well. But we thought we would do something local and something for the students and understanding various perspectives that students can have in the, in the, and being democratic citizens here today. Um, so Leonard, tell me a little bit about yourself. What one of the things that I always ask about uh, politicians is why do you get into politics in the first place? Um, well, uh, I grew up in quite a wealthy family in the southern part of the Netherlands. Um, and I saw that other children had less opportunities. And when I started digging into those differences, um, I uh, saw that uh, the Netherlands actually is uh, one of the countries in which the uh, differences between rich and poor are very big. The, the, the gap between uh, the high incomes and the low incomes uh, in the Netherlands are actually uh, 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 the second in the uh, economic developed world after the United States of really? America. Yes. Wow, I didn't yes. know that. It's crazy. Yes, yes, it is. Um, because uh, uh, the, 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 the taxes on uh, labor are quite high, but the taxes on the fortune you have are very low in the Netherlands. And wow. so um, it's, it's very easy to... Uh, uh, if, if your parents are uh, rich, they are, there are many ways they can give you the money tax-free. So uh, the, uh, the gap in fortune uh, stays the same. Yeah. And there's, uh, it's very dif uh, uh, difficult to, uh, to become rich just by working. Yeah, so it's like the generational wealth, you know, uh, yes. with inheritance as well. Yes. Um, wow, and combine that with, uh, you know, um, that kind of like entrenches society and um, certain classes and separation, you know, and it can yes. get bigger uh, depending on how things go economically. Yes. Wow, that's very interesting. So, yeah, so that, yeah. the, that's why I um, uh, enlisted uh, for the Labour Party, the Social Democratic Party here in uh, the Netherlands. And, uh, uh, well, since a few years, I'm also active for the, for the party and now I'm a candidate. Yeah, for the city council. That's great. Um, so, like, um, you said that you were here. Were you involved here at Leiden as well? Were you uh, yes, I started studying in Leiden, in Leiden at the Leiden University with public administration in 2011. Mm. And when I was almost finished with my bachelor of public administration, the uh, public administration moved to The uh, Hague. Uh, when the Faculty of Governance and Global Affairs opened here in The Hague. 
Um, then I also did my master uh, public administration here in The Hague, and I, uh, uh, well, I finished uh, my master also here. And then I, uh, uh, I was born in The Hague. I grew up in the South, and so when I did my master, I uh, came back to The Hague, and I uh, live here now since 2015 in the part, uh, the neighborhood Bezuidenhout. Bezuidenhout. I yes. don't know that one. Yes. Yeah, well, it's it, it, it's uh, uh, it's very nearby. Ah, okay. Yes. Wow, that's great. Um, personally, I kind of live in Voorburg, but I live like in a righteous house, so yes. it's not the cucker part. <laughs> yes. It's a more like, a, you know, like more like working class kind of area. Yep. Got a Jumbo right there and everything. <laughs> yes, Bezuidenhout is mostly uh, uh, made up from uh, apartments, uh, uh, which were built uh, uh, shortly after uh, World War II. Uh, it was, uh, for a long time, it was a, a working class neighborhood, mm. uh, but since it's so uh, close to the city center and so close to uh, all of the ministries, uh, most inhabitants are now uh, the employees from the ministries. Yeah, and also I guess because of, um, uh, what was it called? Um, Land value went up because yes, of the, yes, that the as land well. value uh, went up a lot. Yeah, so that t yeah. tends to move uh, for yes. people to move out as well. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that I mean that's an interesting background. I kind of have a similar one because I've lived overseas for most of my life, and uh, I've lived in Thailand, India, and Albania. But I would always live in like kind of like the more richer areas because um, of my parents' job. Uh, but I would also see like the similar like you know the wealth inequality, especially in those areas, is even more extreme. But here in Netherlands, I also see, um, for me, I see kind of the two things, you know, I see both like the inequality, but also unlike America, you guys actually have a lot of social services and functioning public transport. Yeah. Like I love the public transport here. Yes, but um, a lot of those services uh, benefit most for those who already live in a little bit of wealth. Mm. And for example, the gas prices are now going up and the government is talking about uh, lowering the taxes on uh, uh, gas, uh, which you uh, get at the gas station. Yeah. So the people who have a car, they benefit from it. But the poorer ones uh, who have to pay the gas prices to heat their house, uh, they do not benefit from it. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's another example of uh, the choices our right-wing government makes that's uh, benefit most for people who already live in a bit of wealth, mm -hmm. but not for the lower incomes. Okay. So, uh, well, in, in the United States, everyone has a car. Uh, <laughs> yeah, here, we do. here yeah. In, uh, especially in uh, bigger cities, uh, it's, it's uh, there are a lot of people who don't have a car because you don't always need one. Yeah. I don't have a car myself. Yeah. I, I don't have a driver's license, neither in America or here. So you don't, you don't always need it here. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, I don't even. Need, I've never really needed a car except for like one time to move stuff. But then yes. I had my friends uh, come with me, so we were kind of carpooling yes. in a way. But that kind of segues into what other topic I wanted to yes. ask okay. about. So um, with this uh, new municipal election, there are several issues, and if you've uh, taken the STEM visor, um, if you don't know what that is, that is a test you can do online. Uh, it will ask you questions about what you think about certain issues, and that aligns you to a certain party. Um, so, some of the issues that we've been that you were just talking about, for example, housing, uh, public transport, um, as well as like um, some environmental issues as well, like particularly cars. Um, as well as something about the seagulls, I remember uh, them saying. Yes. So at least 
what would in your perspective what do you see as the mo- as like the most important problems um at least here in the hague well um uh we want to fight for equal opportunities that's our most important point because i told you that the 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 the, the differences in income are in the netherlands uh very big but the biggest dissimilarity in income uh is in the hague in the netherlands And uh, if you go back in history a long time ago, um, when The Hague was founded, uh, one part was the sand dunes and one part was swamp from the area that we know, now know as The Hague. The richer people could afford to build their houses on the sand dunes and the poorer people in the swamp area. Mm. Uh, those differences still exist today. If you look at the neighborhoods, The richer neighborhoods nowadays are the ones that were built on the sand dunes about four to five hundred years ago. And the poorer neighborhoods are the ones that were built in the swamp areas. And uh, 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 you also see that in public services, such as elementary schools, the better elementary schools are in the areas which were uh, built on the sand dunes and not on the swamp area. Mm. And... uh, uh, Well, as the Labour Party, uh, we want to diminish those uh, differences um, in the public services to uh, give every child in The Hague uh, equal opportunities uh, in their lives. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's, inter- that's fascinating because like um, we often, when we think about equal- inequality, we don't consider the historical aspect of it. And now it's fascinating. I didn't know that. Yes, because in the Netherlands, uh, well, water is always an important issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, we build uh, dikes everywhere uh, because our land gets uh, flooded a lot of times. And especially uh, um, a, a few hundred years ago, uh, there wasn't very good water management. So mm-hmm. the richer people, they, they just could afford to build houses on higher ground. Wow. And well, that's that's just a difference uh, that you still see today. Yeah, no, wow, it's crazy. I mean, but nowadays you're fighting kind of like a, a basically like a it's a man versus nature kind of thing because you created yes. Flowerland. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but no, we, I mean, we beat the water. Yeah, <laughs> and you're helping other countries with uh, their uh, yes. land rec- land rec- reclamation kind of thing. No, I mean that is fascinating, like considering historical uh, elements about it. So that that is the. Um, So you want to? So so, how would you achieve those uh, solutions? Uh, that well, what are those solutions that would make you achieve those goals? Well, um, uh, in the uh, poorer parts of the Hague, uh, the houses were built closer to each other. The streets are smaller uh, uh, than and narrower mm. than in the richer parts, and uh, you see that in the air pollution. Uh, that. Uh, uh, in smaller streets, uh, there are also a lot of cars. So the Labour Party in The Hague, we want to ban uh, cars on the street level near the train station. There's no need for a car on the street. You can uh, just uh, remove them. Uh, there's no need to have a car. Um, let's make those streets greener mm-hmm. so uh, the air pollution goes down because the life expectancy in years is years lower in the Uh, poorer parts of The Hague than it is in the uh, richer parts. And it is uh, partly because of the uh, air pollution, but also because of the uh, opportunities you have to uh, go to a sports club. Because uh, in the poorer parts of The Hague, um, it's very, uh, there isn't always a 
sports club, uh, a football field uh, yeah. nearby. And in the richer parts, it is. So if you are born uh, in the areas which were the former sand dunes, uh, you have cleaner air and uh, you have the opportunity to go sporting yeah. in your area. And, uh, well, that's very different if you are born in another part of the Hague and you see that in the life expectancy, mm-hmm. which differs, well, more than five years. Okay. I have one question, question yes. about that because, like, um, I mean, I, I heard this is a, this reminds me of also, like, what they're trying to do in Paris as well. If there, you see trucks coming down here sometimes, like, bring supplies to, like, shops and stuff like that, would that also be included in the ban? Um, no. Uh, ring supplies uh, would not be a part of the ban. Uh, but we can think of ways of making it easier uh, to bring supplies with the canals. We have okay. canals in uh, The Hague. Uh, we have less canals than uh, in Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> of um, but we are bringing back and we are making the canals a little bit broader. Uh, so to a part of the city center, it's possible to bring supplies for most of the part uh, through the city canals. Um, but uh, the, car- the cars by which you bring supplies uh, will be uh, allowed um, in the in the streets. Okay. It's just about the parking on the street. Right. Yeah, I completely understand that. Yes, and yeah. because uh, in the neighborhood where I live, Zuiderhout, uh, um, the streets are just made of concrete, and uh, there are a few parties who have ideas to build to build parking garages under the ground. Uh, but um, wow. the, problem <laughs> is, the problem with that is the same as you build a highway. Yeah. Uh, more lanes doesn't fix your traffic jams. Yeah, exactly. It just yeah. brings more cars to the area. Yeah. And it brings more lanes in which you have traffic jams. Yeah. And it goes the same in a crowded neighborhood. When you build more parking spots, it attracts more cars to the area. Yeah. No, and I, you still have the parking problem, with, but you have this parking problem with more cars. If you just say, well, um, uh, uh, this area uh, is, uh, 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 if you want to live here, you should think about more green ways of transportation mm-hmm. by bike, by walking, uh, uh, to the nearby station, to the buses, to the trams. Do these include these like electric uh, vehicles I've been seeing around, like these go uh, uh, like yeah. bikes or those, bi- those, uh, motorcycles? The, the, uh, yeah, we have uh, uh, sharing cars and uh, sharing uh, bicycles uh, here in The Hague, but uh, the problem is you can park them anywhere mm-hmm. at the moment. And... Uh, uh, well, y- y- everyone probably knows those, those green uh, scooter bikes uh, that are everywhere. Um, they should be parked in places uh, that are m- made for them and just not anywhere. Okay. Which is a problem at the moment. Hmm. All right. Um, no, I mean, that's, yeah, no, then you bring up like the whole like uh, problem with like the cascading like uh, highways and stuff like that. I mean, that's definitely what happened to me. Uh, no, not to me. That's definitely what happened in the United States. I mean, <laughs> because like, you know, we're like, oh, we need to fix traffic. Just build more lanes. Oh, we need to fix traffic now, even though we built more lanes. Build more lanes. Yes. Or we need to build more. It doesn't solve a problem. Yeah, it just makes it, it just like heightens it and it, yes. keeps, it keeps going. Now, more. Elon Musk uh, even has the idea to build uh, more roads underground. Yeah, no, in I cities. saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It doesn't but, fix a problem. Yeah, no, and, and I, I saw a video of it, and it was like uh, the tunnel thing. It actually made it worse because, one, you only have one lane. 
and, and and then like the cars would get stuck in like a tiny tunnel and also there's a safety issue to it because like if there's a fire in that tunnel yes. boom you're it's gonna be it's gonna be a disaster um but on a brighter note um i was going to ask about um um, so how would you make, so there, you talked about like, uh, reducing carbon emissions by limiting cars, um, and also, uh, investing more, I guess, into, um, sports activities for, uh, uh low income communities. Yes. Um, I want to ask about, uh, how does your policy plan make it you different from any other like left-wing party, like, uh, party from the deer, uh, party for the deer in, uh, or yeah, it's, a, it's our whole plan, um, uh, for uh, the city and especially the neighborhoods with the lower income because the Hague is a very multicultural uh, city mm -hmm. and in those uh, neighborhoods with lower incomes you have uh, 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 people from uh, several backgrounds and who do not uh, speak Dutch uh, very well yeah. so uh, we have a, a, in our uh, in our uh, election program uh, we have a plan for preschool pro, uh, programs uh, here in the Netherlands elementary school starts at the age of four and children are expected to speak Dutch at that moment at a level which is normal for four-year-old toddlers mm -hmm. but if your parents uh, do not speak Dutch you have a big problem when you go to elementary school yeah and um well you will always be the one in your class that does not speak dutch very well so uh, as a labor party uh, as our broader program for the neighborhoods with the lower incomes we want to start preschool programs there for children from uh, two year olds and up mm -hmm. so that they uh, that those children who do not have the opportunity to learn dutch in their uh, in their homes Mm. that they can learn Dutch uh, in the preschool so that everyone gets equal opportunity when they start at elementary school at the year of four. Okay. And that is uh, um, um, equal opportunity is about uh, the choice you make in public space, about the choice you make in education, mm -hmm. the choices you make in healthcare. Um, it's, it's, uh, that's what uh, uh, makes us different than uh, other green parties. Yeah, because you 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 have more of a priority on a um, um, what's it called equality of opportunity. Yes, um, that's your main focus. But you also yes. have similar focuses. While they are have a more focus on environmentalism, while also uh, wanting to work on like uh, wanting to help like you know working class people as well. Yes. Um, I want to ask another question I want to ask about another party is that yes. when I was doing research for my um, uh, for the 2021 election, I was looking at data, voting polling data um, from um, the 2017 election. This was a it was just beautiful map that was done by Volkskrant. Um, and it showed like the entire country with like each polling district, each polling district, not poll, no each polling place with like the different percentages and stuff like that. And what I found interesting, particularly like in lock and and lower yes. in a lower income area like that, you would see like, you know, um, Dank and other uh, alongside like FA day and Bayve in those areas. Yes. So as an American, we also have a problem with like, you know, these idea, we, well, not a problem, but we have this, um, um, rhetoric that like, you know, the far right is actually in favor of the working class or helps them. And yesterday I was also in Locke as well. And I was seeing like, you know, uh, posters of Thierry Balde and 
they're tr- obviously trying to appeal to like you know the white working class in uh, these uh, lower income areas. So how are you going to um, uh, message to those kinds of people that actually we are going to help you and these guys aren't really here- there to help you? Um, well, what we do as a labor party, um, every Wednesday evening, we go through the, to those neighborhoods and we go through the doors, we just mm-hmm. ring the bell and we ask, well, what can we do in this neighborhood? Um, because uh, it's, it's very easy um, uh, to use those uh, hostile uh, politics uh, yeah. uh, for the PV, the Freedom Party. Uh, they just uh, tell, blame them, blame them. Yeah. They, they are the ones to blame, uh, the, the ones with the migration background. Um, but... Uh, we have a story uh, uh, to tell those people, and that's why we go to those neighborhoods and uh, we talk to people. And when you talk to people and you say, well, you should not blame uh, the, uh, your, your neighbor, uh, which is from, an, uh, who's from another country, mm-hmm. you should blame the right-wing government uh, who forgets about the neighborhood you live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should blame the government that uh, uh, doesn't, uh, higher the taxes for the high incomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should uh, blame the right-wing government uh, that uh, that uh, gives you less job opportunities. And uh, that's the story uh, we want to tell in those neighborhoods. Okay. And well, that, 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 that isn't always easy. Um, it's, it, it's quite difficult because, uh, well, uh, sometimes uh, people tell you, well, I've, I've been... Uh, beaten up once uh, by a guy from Turkey, yeah. and now I hate all the Turks. Well, yeah, it's 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 difficult to to talk to uh, to someone who has experienced that mm. um, because I understand those hostile feelings, and I um, understand that there are politicians who uh, use those hostile feelings yeah. um, to get seats in our uh, city council. Yes. Um, but but uh, uh, our story as a Labour Party is that you should not blame your neighbour, but you should blame the ones that are uh, responsible for the situation in your neighbourhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. And that isn't always easy, but um, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort uh, to go into those neighbourhoods, to ring every bell, uh, to ask people uh, uh, what they want from us, uh, what uh, are their most urgent problems. And yes, well, you sometimes get very tired when uh, people slam their doors in your faces. Yeah. And we don't want to hear your uh, story from the Labour Party anymore. Yeah. We don't believe in you. But, They'll call uh, you like commies or stuff like that and say, yes, like, leave people, me alone. people call me. Uh, yeah, a lot of that. Uh, well, most people, uh, they're friendly and they just sometimes they tell you, well, I don't go voting anymore. I just don't believe in politics. Yeah. You don't do anything for me anymore. Um, it's difficult, but, uh, well, you have to keep on trying. Uh, yeah. You have to uh, keep on trying uh, uh, to uh, fix ourselves a better society, uh, a better city, uh, better neighborhoods yeah. here in The Hague. Definitely. No, I, I kind of, I really understand that because I've done phone banking before okay. uh, for U.S. Pol- uh, for US uh, political candidates. Okay. Um, and <laughs> most, of the, most of the times it's just like, you know, it's just like, no no answer or stuff like that and or, or like there's been times where i've gotten like the wrong number and the guy speaks spanish and i'm like 
oh, lo siento, yo no hablo español, señores. Yeah, you also have the, 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 the barrier of the language. Yeah, definitely. Because in uh, the Schilderswijk, uh, it's near uh, the uh, uh, HS uh, station, Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't speak Dutch. So you ring the bell and then um, uh, the, their children, they can speak Dutch. Yeah. So you, 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 you try to talk with uh, uh, eight to 10 year old children about one, well, what do your parents uh, want for this neighborhood? Then they talk in an Arabic language yeah. to their parents. Their parents, they answer to the children and their yeah. children, they tell us what they want. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, um, you know, not it's like a game of telephone. Yes, it's difficult, but um, you, uh, uh, at that moment, uh, you see the reality in those neighborhoods and you see how people live there uh, and uh, what challenges they face. Definitely. Um, I want to get back to one thing that you did say. Yes. Um, you said like what when you when you asked them like what um, what problems do they face? Uh, what what did, what what was like the most like common answers that you got? Um, the uh, uh, most uh, the the the. the the rent they have to pay, the, the, the how yeah. how uh, expensive the rent was. Uh, that, that that was what I heard most, um, because uh, the, uh, big parts of the Hague are owned by uh, investment companies. Uh, the houses are owned by investment companies, and uh, they just hire the rents every year. And uh, we, as the Labour Party, see housing as a public service, mm -hmm. not as a marketplace. Yeah. And we think that uh, for all the new built houses, 40% uh, uh, should be available for the lower incomes. 40%. 40%, 40 yes. Okay, wow. So uh, the rest uh, uh, we can sell on the market mm -hmm. or sell to investment, but, but uh, we need to keep control of at least 40% of the new houses here in The Hague. So would that be controlled by the city government? Uh, well, you in, in uh, Netherlands, you have a system of uh, housing companies mm -hmm. and those are partly uh, public owned, yeah. but um, you can very much control it with public regulation. Yeah, or like stocks, As, I guess. Yes, yeah. uh, you um, you can influence the, 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 the rent, uh, they ask. Uh, Okay. Wow. Yes. Oh, I mean, that's interesting yeah. because like, I mean, rent does affect me too. I was just, we were talking about this earlier um, that I've, I've also had to, uh, you know, the, the housing, the housing crisis and everything. And I had to, you know, um, yeah, I had to find a house and my rent got it right. My rent got raised initially because of uh, mark, because of like, you know, market demand and everything. I was scrambling to find a house and then it's recently got raised because of uh, uh, gas prices and everything. Um, yeah, no. And that's, I mean, that is like a big concern of me and I'm just a student as well. Um, I mean, my, my parents send me money and, uh, you know, I wish, sometimes I wish I could make my own money. So I didn't feel like I was like a drain on my yeah, parents. Can't you get a job here in a bar or something? Is that difficult for international students? Well, I'm an American, so I don't have EU citizenship. Oh yeah. That's and I need very different. And plus yes. I talked about this with my family and they're like, no, you're, you're not getting a job. Just focus on your studies. Okay. And, I'm like, because okay, but fine. having a job is also very good for your social contacts mm. and uh, yeah, get, getting to know the city. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, well, I don't think it's it's in our plans at the moment, 
but it reminds me that uh, well I should uh, talk about this in our uh, in our program that we create some opportunities for international students to get a job yeah and especially uh, really? students wow. from outside the European Union because I I haven't thought about that problem uh uh, here before yeah because like i mean it's i mean north americans not really because there's not many of us but particularly like i know people from asia and um whether they're from india china japan south korea or like um i know also like uh, there's a lot of some russian students here and, yeah. it's, and they're probably in a bad place now because of the war yes well i can imagine that they uh will face a lot of discrimination yeah nowadays because uh well there are people who think that Every Russian citizen is responsible for what happens in Ukraine now. Yeah. But uh, I think we should protect the individual or Russian civilians yeah. here who just want to study here, who have a dream of uh, graduating, uh, having a dream of living here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we should uh, be aware that we protect those people. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, most Russians I know have been helping out with here with the Ukrainian uh, like um, aid aid um, uh, program that we've been yeah. doing. Yes, that's very good. Yeah. That's very good. I also hear it a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just it's, it's very important to see. It's really uh, heartening to see the solidarity, you know. Um. Um. And uh, so I'm trying to think what what my other question was. So yes, I also was uh, wanting to ask about like um, since you're the Labour Party, um, what's your stance on like unions here in the Netherlands? Particularly in, in The Hague. Uh, well, uh, labor unions? Yes. Uh, well, you have a bit of the same problem as you had in other Anglo-Saxon uh, countries over the last decades. Mm. That um, uh, labor unions are getting smaller and smaller. And uh, labor is seen as an uh, individual service and not as a collective service. And mm. um, you very much see the problem with the... Uh, delivery uh, bikes yeah, yeah. and those or like gorilla and stuff like that. Gorillas, I yes. keep seeing their ads everywhere. Yes. Uh, your rights as an employee are very small. Um, I remember decades ago, the unions were very strong, mm -hmm. and if there was a problem with the employees' rights, yeah, they stood up and there was a demonstration. They uh, the strike, uh, the, yeah. the strike. Uh, but nowadays, people uh, uh, do not become a member from a union anymore because yeah. uh, people see them as old-fashioned and just a bunch of uh, gray old communists are <laughs> members of the, the labor unions uh, but yeah it, it, it's very useful to become a member from a, a labor union and stand up for your rights and well as a labor party um, we are a traditional partner from the labor unions but uh, nowadays there are we are not the only progressive left party anymore. Yeah. There are about five or six progressive left parties uh, yeah. who get a seat at the city council. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we should stand together with the labor unions uh, to fight for the rights of employees and especially, which is relevant for uh, you as a student and for other students, that if you get such a job at Gorillas or Deliveroo uh, to bring uh, the food to the people's house, you have rights, yeah. but those companies do not always respect your rights. Yeah, and uh, uh, that if you become a member from a labor union, that uh, they are the ones to help you. Uh, I've had a conflict myself uh, when I was twenty years old with my boss um, uh, at a. I worked at a restaurant, and 
the labor union, they helped me yeah. uh, because I uh, always had to work at the weekends and uh, at Christmas and New Year's Eve. Really? And uh, there was uh, far, uh, there was not enough, uh, there were not enough personnel for in the kitchen. And I said, yeah, well, I want a, a day off uh, once in a, every while. Yeah. Uh, but that was not possible. So the labor That's union, crazy. the labor union helped me Yeah. Uh, back when I was 20 years old. And it is a good example of, uh, uh, what's the, those labor unions can still do for you as an individual yeah. employee. I mean, this is, yeah, no, I mean, that's fascinating because I mean, this has been something that I've been seeing, particularly I'm very interested in like political economy. I've been seeing, and I've also read about it both on my own time and in classes, I've been, I take up one about global political economy, political economy, and about multinational corporations. And what we've seen is what we've seen transition from in from we've seen deindustrialization and now we're seeing uh this new flex work that's also combined with new technologies particularly people are no longer having to work you no longer have to go to the office to work and you also and now it's more like flex work you know like we saw with deliveroo or Daspazorg or uh, gorillas and you know people become more atomized more individualized and, the, and this is something else in, in tandem is with automation like just across the street there's an action and also an albert hein where they have a bunch of like automated uh cash uh um cashiers um casas you know um and you know and they slowly reduce the amount of like jobs that are there and so i mean that's something that is i guess something that beyond this podcast but you know it's a i i think it sounds almost science fiction but i think so I'm kind of rambling right now, but no, go on, yeah. go on. No, but like this is something that I've noticed is that science fiction can also was very good at telling us about, um, you know, the uh, uh, potential problems that we will be facing, particularly automation, um, as well as dissociation um, through cyber, having to work only through cyberspace, and obviously those are future problems, but you know, very relevant problems. And I'm very curious to see what you guys would do that, how you guys would tackle that in the future. Uh, well, I don't think we have uh, specific ideas for the cashiers at supermarkets. Uh, well, just automation. Generally. Yes, automation. Yeah. Um, well, it's about employees' rights. Yeah. That uh, uh, you cannot be fired uh, if uh, your job ceases to exist and is done by a robot. Yeah. Uh, that is the most important thing, that you have uh, security from your income and uh, your way of living. Uh, because um, uh, a job gives you the opportunity to participate in society. Yeah. And uh, we should, as a labor party, we should guarantee that. Definitely, yeah. And um, my last question, since we're about yeah. to finish okay. here, is that... Um, and this is something that I feel as well, um, and many students I think would be interested in. What you would say are like the most, if you were to get in, to someone who is interested in getting to politics, what it what would be like the most important advice that you would give them, or like skills or knowledge or um, ways of thinking? Anything. Uh, well, for most people, uh, uh, get uh, uh, active in politics because they're very angry at one thing, and. If uh, uh, one day you're angry at something, um, just uh, try to change it. Yeah. Become a member from a local political party uh, because that is the point where you can change something. Um, in my neighborhood, beside the house, I fight for less parking spots on the street. And it is possible to change that 
it is possible uh, uh, to make safer streets. Yeah. Um, so uh, just be angry at something and try to change it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. One track and just go with it. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's it for today's podcast. Thank you so Thank much you for coming much. on, Leonard. This has been and wonderful. And don't forget to go voting. Yeah, go vote. doesn't matter what party you want to vote. Just uh, go vote. Do your democratic right. If you're a EU citizen and, or a Dutch citizen, you can vote. Sure, you can. And I'm at uh, the uh, number 23 from uh, list number six, the Dutch Labour Party, party, the PvdA, the Partij van de Arbeid. Yep. If you want to vote for uh, Partij van de Arbeid, Lennart Huurman. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, everybody. And tune in next time uh, for the Now World. See you around. <laughs>